0: The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Downtown Barbershops here in Stillwater, just off of 6th Street, 609 South Main Street here in Stillwater. You can check them out at downtownbarbershops.com. All kinds of haircuts. They do children's haircuts, buzz haircuts, traditional haircuts. You can get a military haircut razor fade mustache and beard trims they're also working on adding spa services so be sure not to miss out on that but i I think the most important thing to say here is they give the best haircut i've been getting my haircut here for several years now randall the owner the best haircut in town he also brings his dog in every now and then blue i love blue blue's a great dog check him out 609 South Main Street here in Stillwater or give them a call at 405-269-8590 or check them on the web at downtownbarbershops.com. Welcome into the Pokes Report podcast. My name is Zach Lancaster joined alongside co-host Brian Murphy. Joining us now here on the Pokes Report podcast, something that we teased a little bit earlier in the week, but it's something that we're really excited about. Uh, Tatum Bell former Oklahoma State and NFL running back joins us now Tatum how you doing
1: I'm doing well thank you for having me
0: absolutely really appreciate you joining us Uh, we've got a couple questions probably not going to keep you too long because I know you're you're much busier man than we are Um, but I want to thank Brian for uh, the groundwork and getting him on and uh, I'll since you did yeah. all the work getting them on, I'll I'll let you lead off. Go well, ahead and ask your first question,
2: Tatum. You made it up here this last weekend. Just just walk us through the weekend. What was that like coming back, seeing all the old guys, and uh, see, did, did did you catch any old coaches or just
1: what was it like? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it was great, man. First, first of all, I got to meet all meet all a lot of the older guys that paved the way before me. So that was a, that was pretty cool. Um um then I you know, of course I met a lot of guys I played with, and some guys that played after me. So that was cool. And then the coach that I caught up with was Greg Richmond. I played with him. Uh he played with me, you know, we played together, or whatever, and now he's on the staff and he's doing his thing. But that was my guy. And uh he got to show me around, you know, the facilities a little bit because uh man, because I've been back, but I haven't been back like like that. And right. It was, yeah. And it was fun, man, getting to see the, the locker room, the weight room and you Know the coaches' the offices, the meeting rooms, it was just pretty cool, man. Did just catch it up with everybody, and then you know, I didn't get a chance to see Gundy, and uh, I talked to Coach Mason, uh, that was cool. I met him, uh, so man, it was it was sweet, man. It was sweet. I'm glad they had us down. I'm glad I got to, you know, catch up with everybody on the field and meet some of the new players, and man, it was a fun time.
2: So, the West End zone looked a little different than you remember.
1: Oh man, absolutely, man! Nah, these kids so spoiled, and it's so big. They so big time now. It's just, I just love it.
2: Well, so you've been in NFL locker rooms and and facilities. Compare what you saw up here this last weekend to, to what you remember in the NFL. What you've seen?
1: Well, the NFL. Well, I was with the with the Broncos. Well, okay, the Lions. Okay. Well, both of them were pretty sweet. Both uh-huh. of them, the facilities. I say the facilities were sweet, not necessarily the, the locker rooms. Well, the Broncos. Just added a new one, so I haven't seen their new one.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: lines—I don't know if they remodeled, but but what I saw it was, in Oklahoma State, they remodeling as well. But man, this this man got be one of the top ones I've seen. They all have their own um, TV in each each uh, locker, and man, this man, that's pretty sweet, man. I, man, <laughs> this kid is cool,
2: <pull>, man. Did <laughs> you think about putting the cleats back on?
1: Man, I wish I I wish I had a year left. <laughs> <laughs> So man, can, that was a feeling I've been getting too. When I was out there, you know, like my kids coming up. I have a sophomore; she's a, a track star, and then I have a son. He's in eighth grade, so you know, he, they both active, and they'll be coming up, and I'm I'm pushing hard Oklahoma State on both of them.
0: So when you you know, kind of keeping with the the currency of of what's going on, uh, I know you didn't get it. You said you didn't get a chance to talk to Mike Gundy, but you know, he took over the program a, a year or two after you left, and you know, everything just from from following the program and the past 15 16 years what are what are your thoughts on gundy and and where the
1: program was when you left it to where it is now man i compared to where it is now it's it's, it's big time i think we're a, a top 10 program year in year out uh we had the kids we had the facilities we got the the staff the coaches uh when i left i you know i made i thought we was turning into a top 25 program now we i feel like we're more on the elite level you know a top 10 program so but Gundy definitely has it going on uh he's getting the recruits and it's not even the five-star recruits it's just the recruits the three stars and two stars and he's making the most of them and and producing you know NFL players and you got more hungry cats that way you know I feel because the five stars come in they feel entitled and stuff because I coach here in Texas and it's a lot of them running around they just do stuff for the gram and But when you get on the field, it's not it's not showing what they've been doing for the for the internet. So
0: yeah, you know, and and where where are you? Where are you coaching
1: at right now? I coach at Little Am High School. Yeah, absolutely. So my third year
0: Go ahead. So when you look at at you know recruiting now and and coaching now and, and seeing how these players are coming up compared to your recruiting process and you know how you guys came up and players you played with what's the what are some of the main differences that you know take you back to your recruiting period to to what some of these kids are ex- experiencing now
1: a lot of stuff that i see now man is the the, the posting your 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 announcements and stuff and your commitments and like I never like that was never a big thing to me. Be like, oh, I, I mean, I got my top ten, and now I'm in my top five. I guess everything. So I didn't have we didn't have social media then. So I guess I, I can't really knock them, but man, that's the new wave, and it it really gets on my nerves seeing all the kids just do stuff just for the, just for somebody else liking. Just go out and play, man. That's how I feel. Some old school like that though,
0: because it's different. I mean, do you try to? It, it, Social media is the way when it comes to recruiting. I mean, you've got with, – with, really, with NIL now, programs are, you know, they're allowed to create graphics for these kids and tweet at these kids all the time for upcoming games. Is there is there anything that you try to instill in your guys saying, hey, listen, I, I know that when I was coming up, it was vastly different than what it is now, but this, this was my experience. I can help you in this area.
1: Man, I tell them just don't tweet nothing or post nothing that you'll regret regretting, you know, five ten years. You know, you don't want nobody looking trying to get a job and whenever that might be in the NFL or in life and you don't want nobody to go back and check your page and, and see some negative stuff that you posted. You know, I just try to just tell them keep positive and just keep if it's gonna be sports, just stick it to sports and you know, stuff like that. But that's that's pretty much all I can really tell. About.
2: So way back in early early two thousands, why did you choose OSU way back then?
1: I chose OSU because it was out of Nebraska and Texas A&M. Well, OU was in my five and eight in Texas a m Why go to those other schools and compete with ten running backs when I can go to Oklahoma State and compete with one? That was my whole thought process because the Texans wanted me, but they, if you didn't commit to them your sophomore year, they'll back out on you. They had the loaded running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, OU was loaded running backs. Uh, Texas A&M, not so much. They had Jamar Toons at the time and uh, uh, Dante Hall had just left, so I was, you know, kind of I, 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 and I, and it was, it was close to home, and I, I, went to all their camps, and I had a good relationship with their staff. I almost committed to Texas <laughs> A&M, but well, we're uh, glad you didn't. When I, well, well, when I came on my visit to OSU, that was just the, the place for me. I just felt, I felt at home. I felt, you know, out of all the places, you know, I, that was the place that was for me. That that I could come in and compete. And I could be myself, and it was a, you know, hop, skip, and jump to get to me if my family needed me. But that was that was it.
2: So you were recruited by Bob Simmons, and then eventually that transitioned to Les Miles.
1: Absolutely, yeah. How was Simmons that transition? And, uh, it was good. at first. It was good. To be honest with you, because we we sucked, man, on the Simmons. I'm, I'm <laughs> my first <laughs> year, man. It was rough. It was brutal, and uh. And like i said I wanted to be part of the in my class we wanted to be part of the group that you know to help turn the front you know mm-hmm. the, um the the the, the winning around it was it, it, cause we had players and we had you know when coach miles got the mess most out of when he came he dug deep and it was old school we used to bang all the time with miles full pads every day all day but hey that he got us and he turned it around and man, it was, it was pretty, it was fun. We had two, we had what, what, two winning season, two bowl games, and man, it was that was a good time. So
2: how, how exactly did, did Les Miles come in and change the culture to a more physical, it seemed like a more physical, and more not scared of anybody. How did he do that? Was it in practice, in meetings, during games? What, what'd you see?
1: It was, it was, it was his demeanor, you know, the way he carried himself. He was a no-nonsense guy, and, and, and he, and he coached like that, and, and the players fed off of that, and and he was he wanted to win, he wanted to compete, he wanted to turn it around. He's always preached that. we can do this, we can win this, we can do this. And and guys had to get that disciplinary in them because a lot of guys wasn't disciplined. And, this was the older guys, not not myself, not necessarily my group. So then we started getting the recruits, my my class. My class wasn't, wasn't the bright spot, but the guys after me. And there was a couple of guys like Greg Grishman. We had pieces that was there when I got there. And Elba Craig, we had the guys. We just need the, we just didn't have the coaching. And then when Miles came, that's when the coaching came. That's what I'll say because mm. we had some guys. You know, K-Dub and T-Rob and Scooby and – and Kareem Smith, we had the guys, but you know, Les Miles brought in a couple other pieces, and and they schemes kind of what got us over the next level. So,
0: kind of keeping in that same vein, I want to I want to take you back to you know I want to keep you here, and then I also want to you know you said you came to Oklahoma State because you didn't want to you know you didn't really have to compete for other running backs, and and you had a, you had a chance to to play pretty quick. Well. I, I, you can go through, you know, go throughout the history of college football. And there's been some really good running back rooms, you know, across the country. But when you look at a back, uh, a running back room with you, Seymour Shaw, Vernon Marinci, I mean, any one of, any one of you guys, you know, if, if someone comes out, you know, that two back or that three back, I mean, you, I I don't know if there was one, two, three, it was kind of a one a one B one C type of type of room.
1: Yeah. All three of us, we pushed each other hard every day and, and if you messed up in the game, you most likely you weren't gonna get back in the game because you had the other two guys breathing down your neck. So, and I had fumbling issues, so I had to tighten up my fumbling issues or V more get in and get my carries or C more. So I that was my my thought process. I just gotta take care of the ball and I gotta produce because these guys gonna you know coach Miles finally getting some guys in her to take my spot because my sophomore year I started and I had like I think I had Richard Schwartz behind me. Richard was my guy now. Uh, but uh Greg Jones, uh then my junior that's when V and Seymour came in and really pushed me and, and it kind of made me help me compete and be be a better person in a bank
0: so you you alluded to it so it, it takes the pressure off of me uh you know that was one of the questions that robert allen had, had you know he's like you need to you need to ask him but there's a situation there was a game where you know he had a couple of fumbles and and les miles pulled him and he didn't see the field again you know was that it was that some of the the no nonsense that that les miles absolutely instilled?
1: absolutely and you know he he didn't play fumbling he didn't play uh you know personal files and stuff like that so he he was trying to clean up the program clean up put a quality product out there and i think he did but now he, at first it was hard on me adapted to getting benched or not getting back in cuz i had been a guy but then we got other guys bringing down that that can play so you kind of you you really have to step your game up and everybody has to step their game up and it it makes the whole room better then it makes the whole offense better and they see you competing they see all the other guys competing Cause I couldn't, I couldn't lose or nothing in, in drills, and and I had to be first in line. I, I, I was, I was that guy. I always had to be first, and I always had to show the guys I can do it first, and that was my thought process. And then you see the receivers room starting to get competitive, but you know with Woods and then TD, and John Lewis and Willie Young, them guys starting to compete. And the tight end room got competitive with Billy Bazerman and, and Charlie. And Charlie, you know, he ended up moving the alignment, but the offensive lineman starting. To, you know, it just trickled down to everybody. I believe. <laughs> so when
0: you, you know, th- there's no question that he installed a, a winning culture during, you know, during his time, and and you saw, you know, you mentioned the end of Bob Simmons, you know, tenure as head coach, and and you saw the progression and and good guys coming in and talent starting to win over you. I mean, you know, beat OU twice, you know, under Les Miles. Aside from you know him being you know instilling that culture and and hard nose and and no no nonsense. How eccentric was he, you know, because we hear all these stories of him eating grass and, you know, and and being kind of crazy. And, you know, what what was Les Miles like off the field?
1: Les was, man, uh, Les was, Les was cool. I, I won't say he was the uh, most sociable guy at first, you know, because I knew it was his first job, big job or whatever. And heck, well, first head coach job, but he. He was cool. He was, the he was kicking a lot of people off the team, so a lot of a lot of people had mixed vibes about him. So then a lot of people getting in the transfer portal, it wasn't a portal then, but people were transferring when he came, and he was running people off. A lot of people, did, he didn't sit well with a lot of people, but for me, you know, hey, I, I'm old school. I, I'm going to compete, man. I competed in high school. I'm going to compete in, in college, so I'm I, I was being a competitor, so I was not never going to back down from the challenge. So some people did, and they didn't sit well with a lot of people. So, but I never had a problem with him. But he was always good. He was good. He was cool to me. He was. He was. And I felt he was a good man. He was a good man off the field. I never really had any experiences, bad experiences with him. So you played with I I was mad at him for benching me, but other than that, that, <laughs> that, was, that was it. Was all my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So how much easier is that to see now than it was then?
1: What you say
2: now I missed the last question. No, I said so how much is is it how much easier is it to see now that okay, maybe that was my, my bad for putting the ball on the ground than it was the at reason, the time the whenever you're, you're standing the on the sideline and just get pulled out.
1: Man, you realize that at the time really when you're not playing you know, like it, it might happen in practice. Okay, Vimo getting there with the ones. I'm like, dang, hold on, I'm, I'm I'm with the ones. And then you know, that might be one series. Then we go back on offense again. Her go Vimo in with the wands again. Oh, okay. So now you're trying to send a message. Okay, now I gotta tighten up on my stuff. I can't be coming out here, BSing. You know, so that that was my thought process. And once I got on board with it, then everything it just made everything better. Cause, and then my senior, year, I didn't get to start at the Houston Bowl because I mistreated it. And so he started VMO, and then I, then I got in the Senior Bowl, and I balled out. But regardless, I didn't get to start. So that was another thing that pissed me off. But it's all good. <laughs> before before like we tra- I say it was it was stuff I did it was stuff I did on upon myself that I could we could have prevented. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> the fumbling, the fumbling was my fault, but me missing treatment was definitely my fault. So it wasn't did nothing Coach Miles did. I, I should have been doing what I should have done instead of mistreatment. So.
2: You remember that movie, The Program? Yes. Yeah. Where the 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 new freshman running back is coming in, and the and the old, tenured running back, and he says I'm such and such running back, and he goes I'm such and such starting running back. Is that the way <laughs> that room was? We all competitive like
1: that? Absolutely, because Seymour came in first day, and you know I guess he was one of the biggest backs in Oklahoma, and you know he was out of OU and us. It was it was. It was funny. and I never forget. We, I think it was our spring game. He had came to the spring game, and it was like a big old noise roar. Then he was already big guy, and I was a little guy struggling to put on weight. And then here you here, here you here comes in here, here comes in. Oh, uh, Seymour weighing two twenty, looking like a college athlete. I'm like, <laughs> man, what is this? And then when I seen him on the field, I'm like, oh, okay, he got a little juice, nothing, nothing major. Vimo was the one I was worried about because he was the older guy, and he. He, he was the oldest one you know he was he was an older guy and he had uh played baseball he now had a little a taste of the professionalism in his life and then when he came back to play with us he was what 20 20 he was in his 20s mm-hmm. like 24 or whatever and we you know 8 19 7, 19 20. like man so i'm competing with that but hey it was all good man it made me better for the in the long haul especially well, carrying over when i got to the nfl
2: and that's what we keep hearing about uh, about this current team that they just keep bringing in better recruiting classes that the class that's coming in behind who's starting now is more talented, faster. That keeps pushing these older guys and, you know, a couple of years ago we had I think the youngest team in the nation. It was yeah, I don't know, 3 4 years ago and that that just as those guys get better, they keep bringing in good classes behind them. You know, so that's that's the way the program's going. These days,
1: and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, and like you said, they keep bringing in better, better kids every class. So you better, you better get yours while you can, and hold hold yours down because there's gonna be somebody else coming to get it. So how? What's...
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry. So how do you watch OSU now? Do you, can you watch them just? As a fan, yeah, or can you do you watch them as a coach slash former player? How do you watch an Oklahoma I, State football game? I
1: can watch it both. Well, when I watch the running backs, I always watch it like from a coach or like if I was running the ball, you know, I would hit this hole, or I would did that. So I judge the running backs a whole lot harder than I judge everybody else. So that was kind of the first thing that always stands out to me is the, the the running back, the running game. If I, you know, when I watch the Bronco games or or the OSU games, I always notice the running backs and I kind of critique them. Not necessarily them, cause I know the line blocking for them, but that's that's all. That's what our majority watch is the running game. Uh, but I I can watch it as a fan. I and I, I've been I've been going to games last year. I went to um, the Bedlam game. I went to the Big Twelve championship. So I'm now I'm back in Texas. I'm gonna be coming back down to Stillwater a whole lot more, bringing my kids and letting them experience that that, that excitement as well. But I can definitely watch it as a fan or a coach. Be honest with you, cause I can. You know, if I'm in the end zone behind it, I'll be. Oh, okay. I would hit. Oh, he missed that hole. Oh, he should have hit it. He could. have He should have pressed it left and then cut it back. You know, stuff like that. I'd be kind of creaking. Nothing major. You know, nothing I wouldn't say say to the guys. But, yeah, yeah.
0: So when you when you, before before we move on to the you know the NFL portion, when you when you think about you know going to that Bedlam game, uh, you know I I've been covering OSU I think since. 2014, 2015, so about six, seven, eight years now. I can't remember an atmosphere in, in the time that I've been covering Oklahoma State like that Bedlam game. You know, when you when you go back to old Lewis Field and, and your playing days compared to, you know, coming down and, and, you know, Colin Oliver making that game-winning sack to really <laughs> seal the deal against OU, you know, how, how does that compare to, you know, say one of your – one of the bigger games like beating OU down in Norman?
1: We, we uh, well, I beat them, I beat them by well, I think my sophomore year and my junior mm-hmm. year. I believe. Yeah, so we yep. we we had some fun times, but um, uh, that game was was had more marbles on the line. They had, you know, we was playing for trying to get in the final four and and then make the big I, I big twelve championship. So that that they had a lot more line than we did. We was just had, that was our that was our Super Bowl. You know, those guys. You know, now the guys now. They playing for you know the final four, so which is bigger, the Big 12 championship. <clears throat> we couldn't see the Big 12 championship. We we couldn't see the forest through the fires. All, uh, the trees, all we could see was is beating OU on our schedule. Cause I'm all four against Texas. We 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 started beating in Texas and then when I left, you know, in Kansas and wasar. K we beat K-State. We we got over the hump against Nebraska one year. And so that, them 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 games are fun, but the OU game is the game that that you, you really shouldn't have to get nobody up for and and we take it more serious than them guys. They downplay it, but I know they they take it serious as well.
2: Well, and that that two thousand two, if we'd have had Twitter back then, the hashtag Rashawn is still open mm-hmm. would be oh, still alive god. today.
1: Oh my god, yes. Did you yes. ever did yes. you
2: ever sit there and film and try to figure out how in the world I- someone would leave him one on one with any defensive back in the nation?
1: A lot of teams had to sell out to stop me. You didn't understand. See, if if, if they if they, we are we knew we knew if it was a safety. We used to design plays. Miles used to design plays, and Gundy used to design the plays where we running that way. And, and if I'm running to the, that side to wood side, and they already predicting the safety going to be up, so they sending. You know, we 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 got everything we want with that safety up on that side. Then if the safety drops down, then hey. That's y'all fault, like the SMU game. You know, y'all won't play him one on one, then he gonna go out there and have eight touchdowns on y'all guys. So that's that was our thought process. You play him one-on-one. If y'all if y'all have one safety, we're gonna beat you deep. Or we're gonna we're gonna test you. You got and if you got two safeties, we're gonna run a ball down your throat. Pick your poison.
0: When you when you look at a guy like Rashawn Woods, if you were to, you know, put him in this air it out spread offense that Oklahoma State runs now what type of receiver would he be today?
1: Oh, uh, man, he'll probably be like a – you know, he was always a technician. So he'll probably – he wasn't really just a blazer, but his route running ability got him open like that. So, uh, man, what would he – he'll have to be on Blackman level, I would assume. You yeah. know, Blackman, he would have to be or, – or better. You know, I'm not saying he's better than Woods, but, you know, Woods would definitely be – Putting up those kind of numbers, fourteen hundred, you know, fifteen tubs every year type stuff, <laughs> easily. <laughs> ever ever since back
2: then, I still to this day have not seen a receiver who does a better job of creating that last second separation to just catch an easy pass than Rashawn.
1: <laughs> man, he was he was he was nasty, man. He was sweet. And then the first game when I really really knew he was gonna be be like that when we played UCLA. I think that was my sophomore. I don't remember what year it was. My sophomore, early junior, I can't remember. And I, I but yeah, I uh, Woods had worked. Uh, Ricky Manning, I think that was the name. Roy Manning or Ricky Manning. He was a top corner in the Pac twelve and supposed to be one of the top corners. Man, Woods murdered him. And I was like, oh man, Woods going <laughs> to the league. We got everybody on the sideline like, yeah, Woods. We'll see Woods in the league next year. <laughs> yeah. That,
2: so that That's was go ahead. No, that that was two thousand two. <laughs> And he had seven seven catches for 143 and a touch.
1: Sheesh. See? That yeah, is, man. And that he is went not at him bad. We, we went at him early, too, and he couldn't handle it. Because they stopped our running game pretty good. And I remember they had a hard time stopping our passing game. But well, was
2: a, yeah, John Lewis went seven for 113 also. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I was the it. game.
0: It was like, I want to say like less than 20 rushing yards or something. It was insane. Like hardly any. It was like it was all aired out.
1: It was t- it was, I, like I say I, I remember it being tough on the ground and I don't I know I didn't do nothing I don't even know if I played that game I think I was hurt or I, either I fumbled didn't play the whole game <laughs> it was either I was hurt or I fumbled I, one of the two I can't remember but I uh I, and I remember just watching Woods put on a clinic and, and John Lewis and Josh Fields as well so when
0: you when you go through your entire time at Oklahoma State before we move to the to the NFL draft you're, you're your entire time, you know, do you have one memory that sticks out more than any other? Like your your best memory that you always think about?
2: Um, uh, like I don't know, somebody who maybe ran ninety five <laughs> yards in like four seconds.
1: that ninety five <laughs> I, I say that, that that was one that was one of my favorite. Favorite plays that was that might be my favorite play of all time, and then uh, well, take that game anyway. I had three tubs that whole mm-hmm. game. And, <coughs> excuse me, them, them the highlights I'll be showing my kids all the time, but I do show a game like, well, and that was one of my best games, and I had the 95 yarders, so you know, that was just like, man, nobody has 95 yarders anymore. And so, and then I had the the Southern Miss when we played in the bowl game, that was another one of my favorite games, the Houston bowl, and I got to in front of my family, I didn't start. And I and K Dub had got the uh, MVP, and I was like mm-hmm. five or six plays away because the media guys told me they said, "Man, you didn't start, but you balled out the second half." And but they had already made their mind up. K Dub got the MVP, and I, and I was like, "Man, I was like five, you know, by, basically I, if I would have played the first quarter, I would have got it." When
2: you're but backed up, hard. when you're right. backed up on the five yard line, you're probably not thinking. The play call comes in. You're probably not thinking. <laughs> All right, I'm taking this ninety five yards. But what you man, see,
0: or, or you is see that, on or that? is that what you think? It's like, like that, I'm taking this to the house. That was what I
1: was thinking. That was I, I was definitely what I was. I said, man, because every run I was blind for the break. But but that one, that at that time, and I saw them safeties back. I knew it. I knew it. I said, if they can just get, if Mike D can get me around, if I can get around, get around that corner on the counter, it's gone, it, I'm on. It's on. I'm gone. And it happened just like that. I don't think I got touched. to Be honest you with you. You did not.
2: <laughs> I've only, uh, uh, up until this interview, I've only watched that run about fifteen times. This
1: yeah, it's just so sweet would, to watch. I would, yeah, I don't think I got touched. That was that was like definitely one of my favorite moments, and, and the play design from beginning from beginning, I already knew I had already had it.
2: And if anybody wants to see that in a very early Dave Hunziker call of a Tatum Bell touchdown run, very early. Good night Vienna, by the way. Uh, you can go on YouTube, type in Tatum Bell OSU highlights, and it is probably the first thing that comes up.
1: <laughs> Man, that know, so
2: so far. All right, so we're on draft night. The draft's going to get going here in a, here in about 25 minutes,
0: which when this when this comes out will be Friday. Yes. So if you're listening to this today, then okay. this happened last night.
2: <laughs> so, okay. Tatum, what got, do you remember about about draft night? What do you remember about cuz did they do they they didn't do the big, you know, first round only on Thursday and then Right, right. So what do you remember? remember?
1: Old school with me. I remember uh having all my family we was at my, in my uh, we was all in my house in DeSoto. uh had all my family and friends over and i remember and what was so funny we you know we, we we were waiting for the calls you know my that my agent told us late first early second so after the first round went by you know we we all answered we getting ready we, we expecting phone calls and so <laughs> before broncos <clears throat> i think i went 41 42 yeah I can't 40, 41 41 okay and so uh Right before I get ready to get picked, the Broncos called. They called like three times. So my mom and her cooking, she didn't even answer the phone. And so my that's when they had call ID back in. So, so my daddy like, Belle, who's the phone ring? Because she had the phone in her with her. She was washing dishes and she had to pull the phone <laughs> right there by, by the by the sink. So couldn't nobody hear the phone or find the phone. And so uh and, and my daddy and, and and it was loud. We had a margarita machine. I think that's when they first came out. So everybody was kind of drinking, and you know, it was just a good environment man broncos called again the second time <laughs> my dad like, i heard the phone i heard the phone everybody shut up we couldn't find the phone my mama and her she and her talking and cooking and the phone sitting right next to it. he like Bill, where the phone She like i didn't hear it and then we, we looked at oh it's colorado everybody shut up so so my daddy gave me the phone and that mike Shanahan. it was mike Shanahan, and uh man what was the gm uh at the time i can't think of his name uh Man, I can't think his name. But he, they were on the phone, and he said, hey, Tayden, you want to be a Bronco? Get ready to select you at the next peak. And I'm like, absolutely, you know. and Man, I just started crying. And They even had a camera at my house. Like, they threw all the cameras at the guys now. So it was cool, man. It was Man, that was the best I ever did. i never forget. They asked me, what number do you want? And I said number seven. And they was like, "Uh, well, you can't have number seven. And I'm like, why not? And they was like, well, uh, John Elway. I was like, oh shoot, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take twenty sixteen, okay. And, and that's out of seven. Thing John Elway told me, if I rush for two thousand yards and, and catch, and no, he told me if I rush for a thousand and catch a thousand, I can have seven. <laughs> and of was course, it, that didn't happen. So was yeah. it uh, George Patton? Is that who it was? No, no, I wasn't Patton. Patton just got there. Now I'm trying to think of the guy' name. Now, I can't even think of him. Sour Tar- Tower it's on the tip of my tongue. But no, they called me and that was man, Shanahan called me. That was man, that was a fun time. Then it then it fit my style and my and my personality the best because I was that one cut guy and that Denver known for putting guys out. And, and that was just best, the perfect fit for me.
2: Hey, right, so once you did get to the NFL, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Was it somebody laying you out in practice? Was it the first precinct? What was your all right? Oh. I'm here.
1: Man, absolutely. In practice, I I played with John Lynch and with Al Wilson, uh, Nick Ferguson, uh, Kenorah Kennedy. I played with some headhunters. So my worst practice, I'll tell you about this, uh, ever. The only time I ever had a practice like this. So so Shanahan, at, at one point during training camp, he made every running back get five carries in a row. So you know early in training camp, you know, that's tough. Five carries in a row and nine on seven, that's pretty tough. And then you got a sprint, come back. You got to you know because every after every carry, you had to go sprint twenty yards, come right back, get back in the huddle. So that was tough. So Mike Anderson went, uh, Quinn Griffin went, and so when I had to go, they them cats going with the twos because when you when you're uh, a two or three, you go with, against the one defense in, in training camp. And when you're a starter, you go against the two, the second defense and the third defense. The whole training camp. But let's stand here and be like ones on ones. <clears throat> and so mike mike anderson knocked his five out bam uh q knocked his five out bam here go me my first my first very first play who we ran a counter play just like i scored on we don't even i don't even run counters anymore i'm strictly a zone guy man as soon as i come out my counter steps as soon as i get over with my jam step and getting ready to get the ball here come al wilson he already coming he's already coming through the eight gap they they the lineman missed him clearly Man, he took my head right off. It, I looked like the guy from Little Giants. When, when, <laughs> when, when uh, man, I didn't have no helmet on, nothing. I'm just laying on on the ground with snot bubbles coming out. The ball didn't already, I didn't already fumble because I, I just threw the ball. I don't know where the ball was, so I was scared to death. I was, oh Lord, that was my, that was my biggest moment, like, like that. And so that was the first man. So that was the first, it was the first play of my five. So I had to go find the ball. It's training camp, so all the fans going crazy. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go get the ball. So I go get the ball. I go finish. I come right back. The very next play, we run the zone. I'm like, okay, boom. I get it. I cut it right back. Boom. I break through the hole like four or five yards. Here comes John Lynch. She come her hold me, man. And I go fall out again. And I fumble <laughs> the ball. And the ball, the defense pick it up. I got to go get the ball from the defense. Go finish. Oh, Then I come back. Okay, I, kick, I knock my last three plays out. And so it was. It was rough. Uh, my five plays were rough. And so we we going to seven on seven immediately. Uh, immediately the very first play, I, and I'm running down there because you got to hustle them between the drills. And I'm going right by Shanahan talking to Plum or Shanahan. To, and I hear him say this. He say, "Uh, throw the ball to Tatum first play." I say, "Oh shit!" So I'm like, <laughs> "So, so I, in my head, I already know I don't go with the ones. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on them to call me up there. Be like Tatum, get in." And that's what they said. Tatum, get in. Man, he threw me that swing. I bobbled the swing, and here come Champ. Champ Bailey just picked the swing off. He high stepping and d on it up and down the sideline, and in front of the fans. And he got all of the the fans riled up. Oh man, man, man. And then that's that's what Shanahan and Bobby Turner, my running back coach at the time, like, they absolutely went off on it. Man, you you mentally tough as a wet noodle and <laughs> whoop the whoop and whoop. Oh, Lord, I ain't never. That was, oh my God, that was the worst ever, ever, ever. I was a I truth. I mean, I was a uh, rookie, you know, but they, they don't want to hear that. You you don't care. Once you get them pads on, you don't turn that bar. <laughs> that was my first and only practice like that and like i said man that was i, I heard him say don't throw the ball to Tatum. i was like oh you throw me this pass and i bobbled it and here go champ just took it right off my hands man like come on man dang
0: was, was there a moment in that you were just like well this is it they're gonna they're gonna take my helmet they're gonna take my jersey they're gonna send me back to texas this is all over
1: well i didn't think that but the only reason I didn't think that because I was a second-round pick. But Shanahan had had a record of cutting second-round, first-round guys. So I didn't just hang myself on me being just a second-round pick. I just knew that practice was, was shitty, and I couldn't come out like that again. But that was like maybe like the, a week and a half into training camp. So, you know, that was one bad practice maybe out of like 15, 20 practices already. So I was, I was cool. You know, I, I was due for a bad one, but it never, again, uh, never again did I have another, another one like that. But that that'll be my worst worst practice story in NFL.
0: So going going through your time in the NFL, if you had to pick one guy that you had to go up against, uh, who was who was the the hardest on another team obviously. I mean, you had you guys had a really good defense, but when uh, teams you went up against, who was the most ferocious you were just like, "Man, we got to play him this week or, you know, who was who was the worst guy that you ever had to go up against?"
1: Um, well, who had hurt me? I had got hurt. My, I <laughs> got, uh, I had ran the inside zone and got skinny through the hole. And right when I figured pop it popped, here come the safety. It was Donovan Darius from the Jaguars. He popped me right in my chest. Oh, I can still feel it right now. And it just took the breath out of me. I never had a bruised sternum before. and You know, I never got hit like that before. So he stuck me, man. And it, it wasn't a, a really a bad hit. It's just how he hit me. And I'm like, man, I, you know, he got under my pads, and that was probably the one, one guy that I'd be like, oh, okay, I felt him, over he, he's was a thumper. But uh, I played like, I, like I say, I played with uh, Al Wilson and Lynch. so them guys got me ready. Like I was ready. I was the, I was always a two or three my rookie year, so I always had to practice against all my wrestles against the Warrens defense. So that, that was my thought process, and they was like a top five defense that year, so. Man, if I can run on them, or well, I can, you know, give my four or five yards an ugly four. That's what coach always wanted. Give me an ugly four. If I can get my ugly four on them, I can, I can pop some on these other teams. And that's what it was. And that's that's how I, that's how that's how I thought about it every day, and I approached it every day. But Donovan Darius and that Jaguar defense, they were some, they were some dogs, man. They had them two nose guards. Uh, uh I can't think of them big boys' names. The one who used to like to get slapped and stuff. They were crazy. Mm-hmm. They were some big boys. But uh, man, they man, that was probably one of the defense that I that I say that I didn't really want to buy all that game. <laughs> but <laughs> but I've seen some guys get hit. Now we played the San Diego Chargers, and and uh, John Lynch knocked out Natron Memes. Now I the, man, that was crazy. Now that was the, the whew, that made me almost just like okay, I'm not gonna play football no more because he had, did a spin move. He spinned on Al Wilson, and somebody as soon as he did the spin. I think it was Ian Gold. I don't even remember, but he did the spin. And as soon as he did that spin, here come John Lynch because John Lynch you hit everybody, hit the teammate. He hit everybody. He, <laughs> not, he not soon as uh it, it kind of like the spin when, when Roy Williams hit me. Yeah. My sophomore year at OU, it was like that. It wasn't. It was more violent though. Roy, Roy just kind of he was in a perfect place and hit me, and I fell down. He stood over me. It was a highlight. It wasn't even all that. and but. But this hit with Lynch. Oh man, he knocked his mouthpiece out, his helmet fell off, and he was out. Man, he was like passed out. They had to get the smelly sauce for him. Man, that was that was first time I ever seen somebody get knocked out like, knocked out. That was crazy. <laughs> That's when I was like, Man, these guys will kill you for real. They really serious, they really had bad intentions if you got their ball, and now they're getting bigger and faster. So uh-uh. I'm so glad I don't run the ball anymore. <sighs>
2: So what is a what does a hole look like in the NFL versus what it looks like in college? Does it just close up faster? Does it open and close? What's it look like to you as a running back? It's not
1: any holes. It's not no holes. Well, let me say. Well, when we played, we we, we was running team, so of course we we scheme runs good. Shannon was awesome at that, so we we always had good success at running, but man. Compared, like I said, go back to when I in practice, I wasn't no, wasn't no holes. I never got the shine, it never got off. I never had no like big, long, explosive run in practice. Now, I might pick up a nice blitz pickup or make 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 a guy miss in a hole one or two, but never nothing big. But it, then in the games, I'm like, dang, man, why I couldn't do this in practice? Like, but I'm going against some. I was them guys preparing me for the game, and the way we practice, Shanahan, he wasn't with that you know, drive, let the running back, uh, thump the running back and let him go. So he actually wanted, he actually wanted to hit him. So, and then going against the first defense, I was getting hit. I was getting hit every play. Though. So, man, by the time I got to the game, man, it was easy. To be honest with you, it was easy. But the holes, they closed quick, man. They, If you don't get in it now, you you screwed. You screwed because you're nine times ten. You can't bounce stuff in the league. and. You can't cut step back and reverse fields like you used to in college. So, if it's designed to hit it right then, you have to hit it right then.
2: Did you find out pretty quick, I'm not the fastest guy on the field out here? Or were you still the fastest when you got up there? I was,
1: I was one of them. I was one of them. I, I'm going to say the fastest. On my team, I was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much in the league as I, when I played. Because mm-hmm. I, broke, I broke a couple good runs. I broke a 68-yard against the Pacers, but I got caught. I got caught on that one. And then I broke a like a fifty-yarder against the Giants. I got caught on the sideline. So everybody can run once you get to the lead, you know. And it's all about angles, you know. In college, now you can defy the angles. In the pros, them guys taught, you know, cut the angle off and stuff like that. But there's better coaching. But man, it's man. Everybody can run in the NFL. You'd be surprised. The big boys. You can see them big defensive linemen. Them defensive linemen, like like the the boy from Georgia. That's coming out tonight. Yeah, he has got all the NFL guys like him, so it's like man, all them big boys move. <laughs> so you gotta if they, if they on a block, you gotta get by them, cause they gonna grab you and they'll foul on you. And them ones that hurt.
0: So if we so if we lined you up today, you're you're putting up what uh, four four eight four four nine. Ooh, right now
1: I can say I'm about a four six. Hey, now
0: uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty
1: good. 46 man. A four, six. I I still compete and you know race my kids all the time, and I race the high school kids all the time. So, you know, I'm all about competing still to this day. So I'm, I I won't let them know that they got they can beat me. Without you know, I can go out there and line them up and beat them in the thirty, or twenty or a thirty. Just, I don't run them in the forty. They they'll turn it on on me then.
0: So, so when you look at, you know, when you look at draft night going into it, you obviously experienced the draft and, you know, you look at, I I think I want to say DeSoto is fifth. I think in the last 21 years, I think they're fifth among high schools with the most draft picks. I think they've had, I think they've had 11 uh, in the last 21 years, which would be fifth. And I think it's the number one school out of Texas with the most draft picks. How does it feel to, how does it feel to be a part of that history?
1: man it's great man because you know I, I get, you know you go see you go look in the walls and see all the talent that has came through there man it's just man like man this town we only have one state championship to show for it but man we got all we got the kids it's like guys turning we got we produce better college and pro players than any other school for some reason i don't know but it's like uh you know i then now i was the first osu disorder guy now we have like i think i'm Maybe the first of ten or like eight, something like that. That's come through Desoto now. So, man, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And you know, got a rich history down there. And I get to go. And I go back and check on my brother. Is a coach over there. You know, TJ. TJ went to Desoto. Mm -hmm. He went to OSU as well. He played for Gundy. Gundy. Gundy moved him to uh, safety. But he played. You know, Gundy with Gundy was his coach and everything. So, and he coaches at Desoto. So he keeps me in the loop with a lot of stuff. But.
0: Yeah, I know there's been two recently. AJ Green. AJ, and then you got Jabbar Muhammad, who's up here now. They're cousins. Um, right. LD Brown. Yeah. Uh, LD. And then you look at... Lacy, um, Yeah. Lacey. You got Chris Lacey up there. So, I mean, they, they've they, really put out... Well, like, and they Vaughn Miller.
1: If oh, you've yeah. ever Burn heard of him. is the biggest one. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pat, Patrick Creighton, Ellis Hobbs. Yeah, we got we got some. Uh,
0: well, I think uh, Trey Flowers.
1: Was Trey Flowers from DeSoto? Uh I don't I don't uh not Trey Flowers, uh Jalen Mills. Was... Jalen Mills with the Patriots. He played for LSU. hmm He went to the Eagles and then he's with the Patriots now. Jalen Mills. Um I'm trying to think who's in there now. Uh Leviska Chenault Chanoke uh wants to see you.
0: There's some I don't know who I'm, there's someone I'm thinking of I can't I can't quite remember what their name was Oh uh, he went to Converse Jetson that's where that's where Trey Flowers was
1: We uh, got AJ Green we got James yeah. Porche. we got Chris Orr Chris acey Marcus Murphy uh, Marcus Murphy played for Missouri he mm-hmm. played for the
0: Saints yeah he's pretty he's a baller too Yeah man we had some guys come through So when yep. you when you when you get into draft night you know if if Mike Gundy called you and said, Hey, listen, we're, we've got a group of these guys, you know, we got, we've got Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper and all these guys. Will you come and talk to them? You know, what do you, what would you tell them and say, Hey, listen, I went through the draft process you know, I can, I can help you. What's the one thing you would tell someone going through the process?
1: Man, just stay patient. Just stay patient. You uh, you know, your time's going to come. Be the still of the draft. If you're not where you want to go, just be the steal of the draft. That's all I can say. When you make it, when you get to that team, hey, is what you keep that chip on your shoulder because you feel like you should have been higher, and go out there and produce. Because everybody gonna get a chance to make a play. They set you up like, you know, you are gonna get your reps. Every rep you get, you have to make it count. You gotta keep, you gotta keep making them reps count.
0: And then last one for me. I know we kept you a little bit longer than we said you would. Um, when you look at guys like you know Justice Hill in the league and, and Chuba Hubbard who had a really solid rookie season, you know what do you, what do you think about you know former Oklahoma State backs in the league like Chuba and, and what he did? Man,
1: I love Chuba game. Uh, he, he's he's turned into a stud as well in the league. Where we knew that, but watching him in college, man, I love him. him. I like him. I like Kendall Hunter. I like Brando. We Man, we had some backs come through there, but Chuba was my guy. Chuba and the one who was the one before him, Hill. I, I I like Chuba a little bit better than Hill. Yeah. But he, he was a he was solid – he was a baller as well. He can't spend healthy in the league, but he was a baller. And but- Chuba was the guy, man. I, I love Chuba. I keep up with him now. I had him on my fantasy. So, yeah, he was my guy. Yeah, man.
0: Chuba, Chuba was one of, one of my favorite players to cover. And then uh, Brian just reminded me, I can't believe I forgot him. He was always on my fantasy league. Chris Carson was Seattle.
2: That dude runs. Oh, he runs hard.
1: Now, Chris, I, I felt Chris was a more better pro player than he was in college because really he didn't he didn't pop out to me. Now he made few plays and had a, had a decent time, but I think he was a better pro. 100, you know?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, and he had he just kind of had that he had that injury, and and then he came back from the thumb injury uh, just t- a beast.
0: The, the TCU game in yes. 16 or 17, I think, is when that yes. was.
2: Yeah, but he he showed up, and any fans that were watching went, who who's this running back we just right? signed? Yeah, you know, right? Because yeah, he was <laughs> you know early he was trying to jump over guys and kind of the Instagram thing like you were talking about, trying to get the you know the Sports Center top ten. But he came back right. after that and actually made the Sports Center top ten yeah. for running dudes over.
1: He was a baller man. He was a baller. Like I said, I don't remember him too much. He didn't he didn't stand out too much to me in college but when he, like I said when he got to league, I was like, "Dang. I didn't watch him enough." That's that's how I, that's what I was like, "Man, I don't remember him in college."
0: When when you look at this upcoming roster coming off of last year, the the 12 and 2, you know, they beat Texas coming back from uh, from a pretty big deficit in Austin. You beat OU. you you know, you fell short in the Big 12 Championship game, but your largest comeback against Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl you know what? What do you expect from this upcoming team? And and are there any standouts that maybe weren't too big last year? But you're thinking like this this kid here could be special.
1: Man, I love uh, Oliver. That's he he really stood out to me last year, the 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 pass rusher. Yeah, mm-hmm. Colin. He of, yeah man, he he he's a baller. He's a stud. I love both. I like. Well, they make they gonna go to the league like you said, Harper and um, Rodriguez. They stood out to me. I like the secondary guys. I like that guy Taylor. Taylor, well, I know he's coming back. Mm-hmm. He, I, I liked him. He was pretty good. He made some plays. He had, he had, he won that the game-saving interception, Well, not saving, but he the game-changing interception against Texas, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, did pick six. He took it
0: to
1: the house at the start of the yeah, third yeah, quarter. He a, yeah, he was a ball. I like him. Like uh, our, our cornerbacks are young. Uh, they will be fine. our defense. You know, I, I to our, our team is the is the D line. That's what I believe. You know, we got uh, Oliver, you got uh, Martin coming back and uh, Lacey coming. But, man, them, what's the one that got hurt, that uh four coming? Yep. back? oh man, that's going to be nasty. And he he could think, be the best one. Yeah, and I can't wait for third downs. Third down is going to be, oh, my God, they're yeah. going <laughs> to be competing to get on the field and go get that quarterback. This is going to be beautiful. And then, uh, like I say, uh, Spencer coming back, got the experience. You know, hopefully he can – be the you know the player we all been waiting him, on him to be and be and and bring us Big Twelve championship. We we still should have won the Big Twelve championship with all them picks, mm-hmm. but you know you can't put the defense in that bad, that many that bad situations in, in big game and think you're gonna win. But, but what's pretty uh, wild about those four? Running, that- running, the running backs didn't really impress me too much. To be honest with you, uh, I've been watching Nixon since he was here, at, you know, in 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 uh Frisco because I live here in Frisco, so I've been watching Nixon and Wrangle. I've been watching both of them come up, so I know about them guys. So I, I, I would tell my buddies and, and um, the alumni, i will say Nixon might be, take over for Richardson. If Richardson get hurt or has a bad game, Nixon get in, he might be the guy, because he's a little shifty guy. He I, can go.
0: I agree. I, I mean, you look at what he did when he was down in Frisco. I mean, He's so fast. He's he's agile. He can, like you said, he's shifty. He can move left and right. He's got that breakaway speed, and he can bowl people over. I, I I'm with you. I don't think I would be surprised if if Jaden Nixon took over as as that number one back. And then if he can stay healthy, you move forward. Ollie
1: Gordon, I think, is the real deal. Oh, see, yeah, I was waiting to see him. I, I saw him in high school, of course, and he was he was killing people down here. Yeah, but you he know, was. you just that got that big old they got a, they got a college line already. So it, <laughs> now he is man. Then I was then he got hurt the first carry or second carry. So I wanted to see him run, but uh, he's a big guy. I, got, I talked to him after the game. I am like, man. He He's a tall guy, so by the time, you know, Glass get done with him, he's going to have some weight on him. He He's going to be looking good, man. Yeah, Gundy
0: said he can play anywhere between two – I think – I want to say it was somewhere between 230 and 240 Ooh. Is, what they, is what they're going to – because I think he's 6'2", 6'3". They're going to get him somewhere between
1: to tackle that. No, no thanks. Pass. Man, He's going to be like a Chris Brown. I don't know if y'all remember Chris Brown yeah. back in the day when we played CU. Yeah, he's going to be like that. Yeah, got that tall. I'll take it Chris Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I will too. Heck yeah! <laughs> Absolutely. I
0: think you look at. Um, I'm trying to remember. He's the uh, he's the newest commit for Oklahoma State. Landed him. He's a defensive end out of South Oak.
1: What's oh him? yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I don't know him personally, but I I, I saw him play last year because uh, you know I went to the playoff games and what sock went on a run but they got some ballers man yeah billy, billy walton he, that's he's, he's like a hybrid he can play off the ball or he can line up and rush the pass so he'd be like a parsons he's got to gain some weight well what's he, he,
0: what's crazy yeah, about him is he transferred into south oak his sophomore year he was a receiver at DeSoto, so he's only been a defensive end for two years
1: yeah well i say so yeah you tell these little raw but hey man he's a stud he, he's a he's a player but they got some other guys, man. Ooh, they got they got a middle linebacker that's all jacked up and look like he's in college already. Oh, I can't think he's. There. I do from nothing, man. I, I keep up with all the recruiting in the area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm definitely happy we, he committed to us. And then we got another linebacker that was there, uh, Salter from Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. We were, we recruited him. He was at the, he was at the spring game. I was and I played with his daddy. And his daddy, and that was his son. Man, he played. He played linebacker. I'm like, man, you gotta cover, it, man. You got. He looked good. He was a big eight by six two, six three. I said, oh man, and man, man, these big old boys coming out. Man, some big old boys coming out these days.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Dallas, yeah. <laughs> Dallas ISD, man. I think it was. I think South Oak Cliff. I think that was the first Dallas ISD state championship in 63 years.
1: Yes, they haven't won it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, man. They had the whole city behind them. They still celebrate.
0: Yeah, I, that, and celebrate. that was that was going to be my question. Yeah. How, you know how how's the how's
1: the party down in Dallas after that? They they still celebrate. And then uh, what what sets up? So they call them socks. South Oak Cliff. They yeah. call it sock. Yeah. But what sets them up good? Because they play the brutal schedule. They play Duncanville. They play DeSoto. They play like Allen. They play mm-hmm. a brutal six. They they five 8 but they play all the six 8 schools in preseason. And so by the time they get to their regular season district games, they just smack everybody. Yeah, absolutely yeah, they smack everybody and they got they, man they, they got it going on right now
0: yeah they do hey tatum we appreciate your time i know we kept you a little bit longer than we yeah, said we yeah. would but the conversation was great and uh appreciate you joining us and, and tell us all about the you know your time at oklahoma state and in the nfl and uh any any parting words for the for oklahoma state
1: fans before we let you go Man, let's just bring home this Big 12 championship. Uh and and now since Lincoln Riley gone, hopefully we can be the big dogs in the Big Twelve, even though we adding some more schools. It's time for us to 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 take it and be the guys and be take this dominant run and get us a of championship. That, that's what I that's what I'm that's what I want. I just want to make it to the final four you know what I mean, and play one yeah. of them Alabamas or Georgias or the Cincinnati's or well, Cincinnati being our district. But, but, yeah, man, I sure thank y'all for having me, man. And anytime y'all want me, you know where they reach me.
0: Absolutely. We'll, we'll get you sometime on during the summer and uh, kind of prep the kind of prep the season, and we'll try to get you on during the season and give what your thoughts are. But I appreciate your time and I uh, look forward to talking to you in the future.
1: All right, man. Thank you.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you.